Hey. Hey, you. Yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. The episode 10 already, we are taking baby steps for big changes. If you haven't, go back and listen to episode 9 that should explain a few things about the change on the podcast and what I am prepping and working on for you this year. So, you know, we are still in January. Lots of you may have put resolutions. Some of you may have said, no, no more resolution because I can't stick to it and it's not working for me. I want to offer a different view on it, what I've been working on and decided this year to make real progress. And I can see already how much progress, how much result I got from it is to create baby steps, like really tiny, small incrementations in my day-to-day life. All those tiny habits created and worked every day, they just complement each other. There's a really good book about that habit stacking. I'll put the link in the show notes I've been reading. And the tiniest thing can really have big, big results. You know, as the book explained, for example, you wash your teeth every day. It's tiny, it's three minutes, and it makes a massive change for your health. The same way, if you commit to do a tiny, tiny thing every day, after 30 days, after 60 days, after 90 days, you are going to see a massive change. So I think it's a really good way of thinking of it because quite often we set up massive goals for ourselves and then we get really miserable because they were too ambitious and we failed and then that kind of breaks you into trying to do anything. You know, it's like wanting to go to the gym every day and then you miss four days and you feel, oh, there's no point going at all and then you never go back. Let's make 2017 a year that's actually different, actually different. And let's get tools to do it. And you've got lots of things within Rich to do that. One of my favorite, favorite tools I've been using a lot is the book of me. So basically, it's a fantastic concept from Javi Brooks at thefluentself.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm not sure if you can find the article because she's kind of changed all her websites. I'm not sure I can find the original blog post, but the concept of it goes to her. So I don't want to take credit for it. Basically, you write down every good things that help you go back on your feet. So if you feel a bit meh and you can't even think of anything, you grab your book of me and it's like your user manual. So you can list all the good food that's healthy and that helps you. You can put the music you like to listen or the one film or the the one book you should go back to. What kind of physical activity could help? What kind of friend you should ring right now to just get back on track? Either a little virtual hug over the phone or a little, you know, ass-kicking chat. Tough love is sometimes what you really need. So having that little list, that book of you, is really precious. Depending how you like to do it, you can have a really small notebook or you can have just a file in your Google Drive. Whatever form it takes... Create for yourself that little user manual. You're going to love it. Obviously, it's not good if it's not looked at. So make sure you can revisit it and look at it regularly so you don't forget about it. Same for your baby step. 
choose a few baby steps, one or two, three, and decide how to put them in your life. So for example, I want to get back into shape. So in the morning, I put the kettle on, I feed the cat, I put the water on my coffee, and while the coffee is brewing, I'm doing abs. And I put music as well. Don't laugh. I put Eyes of the Tiger, because it's really dynamic. It's just a few minutes, and I know that's my time to do exercise. And it's really shiny, so I can stick to it more easily. And because it's within my morning routine, it's easier because I remember if I smell coffee, I'm tempted to do my exercise. When I hear Eye of the Tiger, it's also helping me getting into that fighter mode. And that's really helpful when you want to be active. And again, make a list of all those tiny actions you want to implement in your life. There's lots of things you can do. I want to drink more water, for example. It's really simple, but it does help. I've got a little cardboard where I write everything I want to do every day and I put that in my diary. So every day I open my diary, it's the reminder every day I want to walk, I want to meditate, I want to drink water. It's all written there. So having a checklist, something that your eye will see all the time is really, really helpful. Going back to what I said in uh, the episode 9, all of this is only good to make you feel the way you want to feel. So it's really going back to your core desired feeling and really wonder why you do things. Why is a beautiful question. I may do an episode about it and only about that word because there's so much power into a good why. And, you know, last year, as I said, it's been a really tough year, but it's also a year I got to see and meet Gary V. So for those who don't know Gary V, I don't know how you managed to not see him online anywhere. He does lots of things. He's a big entrepreneur. He's also a fantastic motivation speaker. He talks about hustle and grit. And lots of people think of him only as that guy who's always hustling, always active, always sharing content. He shares so much content. It's unbelievable. But when he came to London for his new book, he did a book signing and we had lots of questions beforehand. And it was a fantastic evening. At some point, he said something that really, really struck uh, a nerve. Um, he said, don't let anyone dictate your happiness. And he was talking about all those fantastic people who put so much pressure on themselves in their business to reach someone else's idea of success that they committed suicide. And it's a terrible thing to follow so hard an objective that's not yours, that you became miserable and, and you lose everything. That is something that's been a bit haunting me all last year, to be honest. And it was fantastic. At the end of the evening, he let everybody, you know, queue and come to him and take a selfie with him. It's a really giving nature. And because of that sentence, I really wanted to have his energy in it. So I asked him to record it again. And I've been able to listen to that sentence, you know, all last year regularly to get me back on track and what I wanted to, to do in my life and what I wanted to be as well and how how I wanted to be happy, because there are lots of ways of being happy. I'm going to let you listen to his voice, and I'll put the tiny video as well in the show notes back on the site. But I really invite you to wonder what is happiness for you, what is success for you, and in Gary's voice. Do not let anyone, do you understand, dictate your happiness. There's been so many challenges last year. I really had to ask myself many, many questions. What was the solution? 
I was so challenged. I could see so many things and I was really feeling strongly about things that needed changing. And obviously, I'm just one person lost in a sea of people. I'm not into politics. I'm not in power. I felt really tiny and I felt like something needed me. But how could I do something? What was the solution and what could I do? Because as individuals, we always see what we can't do. But sometimes you have to remember that everything starts small. Everything changes thanks to one individual and things can ripple. So, for example, in France, there's been quite a bit of teenager trouble, you know, in the suburb of Paris and elsewhere. Because I think nowadays it's hard to feel grown up and to feel part of society, we don't have any ways to prove that you are an adult and that you are accepted in your tribe. Back in the days, you would have some sort of challenge, you, you would go hunting, you would, you would have outside signs of being accepted as an adult, and that's gone now. You can be an adult working at 14, or you can be an adult still living by your parents and studying till you're 30. So how do you feel grown-up? How do you feel part of a tribe as a grown-up adult? And Maya, back in France, had that amazing idea to create a welcome to the town, welcome to the community, tiny party. So basically it's just a few fruit juice offered one afternoon to everybody that month's rich 18. And the Maya is explaining to them that is so glad that they are now part of the community, they are part of the town. He explained to them their rights, but also what they should be doing. Because it's good to know your rights, but it's also good to be aware that you have to contribute. So there's ways of contributing. You can vote and you have to vote as much as possible. All those things that are part of being an adult Wherever that little town was and other town who actually joined that movement, they've seen that all those uh, little teenage crimes, délinquance, uh, can't find the word in English, my bad, they got really lower rates. You could see that people were contributing by giving more safety and by making less trouble. So it's something to think about how by being more giving and caring, you can actually switch the mood and the vibe of a community. When I was asking myself, what can I do? There's something that came back to me and hit me again and again and again. And you'll hear me say it all through this podcast regularly, because that's one of my core beliefs. Love is the answer. Always. Love is the answer. If you look at a problem, if you look at any discussion or disagreement, if you try to come from a loving place, you can have more empathy, you can understand a bit more why that person is saying this or that or acting in that way. You may still not agree with them, but by understanding a bit more why they're saying this, you may find a solution for the problem that's a bit different. You can refresh your view on everything. So I want you to join me in a tiny revolution, hopefully that could make bigger and bigger things. Choose love and share kindness every day to fight the anxiety and the violence we see everywhere. I'm not saying 
let yourself beaten and be so kind that you don't defend yourself is not at all what I'm saying, because I believe in being strong and having boundaries. I mean, smile to strangers. Make sure you stand up when someone has trouble in the bus or on the train. Make sure you smile and you comfort someone if you see they look miserable or they're, they're upset. Try to be a bit more kind when you react to someone who's unkind to you. Take a deep breath and be a bit less angry. It's hard. I don't always manage, but I'm trying. I'm really trying all the time. And you know what? I've seen the change. You arrive in a shop and the lovely lady at the till looks miserable and maybe angry because people have been really not nice to her before and you are really polite and you smile and you send love as much as you can you beam love and you know what before you exit the shop you will see she's going to smile back at you and there's going to be something in her posture that's going to look like she got that into her and it's going to ripple so please help me let's make the hugest the biggest ripple of love across the world. If you started, if you can see the effect already, please connect with me on Twitter. Let me know on Facebook. I would love to know that we're all joining together. I believe we can all help each other. I believe we can make that ripple huge, the biggest one. Let's ride that wave of love all together. Yes, I'm sounding really hippie there, but you know what? I'm really pragmatic and I can really see the effect. It's really real, my friend. So try it. Give it one day, give it one week, but try it and let me know how it went. And that's all for today. Thank you for listening, mighty ones. I really want to hear from you. I really hope you're going to try and let me know how your week goes with that little experiment. I'll see you really soon with another podcast episode.